And to Jesus be all the glory and the praise. And God's people said, Amen. A powerful teaching today on the results of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And remember, he is the first fruits of the resurrection, which guarantees our resurrection. And Lord, to you be the praise, the glory, and the honor. Thank you, Lord, for accepting us into your family. And now, Lord, bless your people with your word for your glory. Amen and amen. And thank you for being with us today. And I'm glad Lucas is with me here today to help me read the scriptures. All right, let's go to 1 Peter 1 and verse 21. Lucas, please, if you will. Who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Now, what this says is that the resurrection of the Lord gave us a solid foundation for our faith. Mm. So I'm talking to you today about the results of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Result number one, it gave you and me a solid foundation for our faith. Now, let's look at verse 3 and verse 4. Here is the second result of the resurrection that says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. So here we see, by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we have received a living hope. We've received an inheritance that is incorruptible. Mm -hmm. By the resurrection of the Lord, we have received an undefiled inheritance that will not fade away, reserved in heaven for us. Think about what I'm telling you. So when Jesus rose from the dead, it gave you and me a solid foundation for faith. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we have a living hope. We have a living inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, reserved for us in heaven today. And by the resurrection of the Lord also, Romans 1.4 tells us something glorious. Let's turn together to Romans 1 and verse 4. And will you please read for us, Lucas, please. And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So by the, res- by the resurrection, Jesus declared himself to be the Son of God with power. Without the resurrection, there is no declaration of who he truly is. He was declared to be the Son of God with power, Hmm. according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. My son Joshua asked me years ago a question. He said, Dad, Why is Jesus the only way to heaven? I said, because only Jesus died and rose Mm. from the dead. 
And by the resurrection, he qualifies to be the Savior of the world. Without the resurrection, we have no faith. Without the resurrection, the Christian message dies. That resurrection gives us the assurance, hallelujah, that he is the Son of Almighty God. Now, let's look also at Acts 17. Acts 17. You're going to read for us that amazing portion of Acts 17. And I'm giving you today the results of the resurrection of Jesus, our wonderful Lord. And that's Acts 17, verse 31, please. Verse 31, Lucas. Thank you. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. So by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, God has given the assurance unto all humanity Mm -hmm. that he will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ. This is a powerful statement. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given us the assurance unto all men also, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Because, you see, the resurrection of the dead of, uh, of the death of the Lord, when he rose from the dead, it declared that he is righteous. Hmm. It declared that the work was done in righteousness on the cross. It declared that there's no sin in him. Mm-hmm. Because of sin, people die and stay dead. Because of righteousness, there is resurrection. And our resurrection is guaranteed by his resurrection and by the fact he declared us righteous. Only the righteous will be raised to life eternal. Sinners will be raised to damnation eternal. Death basically eternal. There is a world of the living dead. But we will be raised to newness of life by his righteousness and by clothing us with his righteousness. You have to understand what the Bible teaches on this. So God says the world will be judged righteously and God will show them by the assurance that he raised Jesus from the dead to judge them righteously. That's a powerful statement. Okay, let's look now at Romans 4. Romans 4 and verse 25. Because the Bible says here, here's the fifth result of the resurrection of the Lord. So it says in verse 25, of Romans 4, who was delivered for our offenses, but raised again for our justification. Now, I just said that earlier. By the resurrection of the Lord, 
believers in him are justified and declared righteous. This is very important. Without his resurrection, his death would have no meaning. No results. It says he was delivered for our offense, but raised for our justification. So Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But had he not risen from the dead, we would not be declared righteous. So think about the importance of the resurrection. That's why Paul says if we do not believe in the resurrection, we of all men are most miserable and our faith is vain. The Catholic Church today declares the crucifix, the cross, and the work of the cross. The Eastern churches declare the resurrection, but we need both. If you walk into a Greek Orthodox church today, you'll almost see no signs of the cross. Mm. You'll see a lot of art about the resurrection. You walk into a Catholic church, all you see is the crucifix. Mm. But we need both. Because without the cross, there would be no resurrection. And without the resurrection, there would be no cross. He died for our sins, but rose to declare us righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. All right, let's look at at result number six, Romans 7, please. Lucas, Romans 7 and verse 4. I pray you're all enjoying this teaching, precious people of God. I love teaching like this, you know, just teaching you the word of God, giving you facts from Scripture. Jesus rose from the dead, and here are the results. Here's the sixth result. Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So by the resurrection, by the resurrection of the Lord, we are not just declared righteous, But listen to these amazing words here that Paul is really giving us in Romans 7, verse 4. My brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit. It's through being joined to the risen Lord that we can bring forth fruit unto God. So the resurrection causeth us to become fruitful. Not only declared righteous, but now we become fruitful for the Lord through his resurrection. That's what it says, that we should bring forth fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, you read in, in John 15, abide in me and I abide in you. And if you abide in me, you'll be a fruit. But we should Never forget, it's the resurrection that gives us fruit. Mm. Without the resurrection, there is no fruit in our life. We can't even receive anything from God without the resurrection. 
All right, number seven. Number seven of the results is Romans 5. Romans 5, verse 9 and verse 10. All right, go ahead and read that for me, please, Lucas. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his by life. By his life. So through the life of Jesus, meaning resurrection, we will be saved from the wrath to come. Mm. All right, I'm going to say something here. A lot of people don't believe that we will be raptured before the tribulation. The tribulation is the time of wrath. The Bible says we shall be saved from wrath, tribulation. But what saves us? His resurrection. By his resurrection, we are saved from wrath. We, we, we just read it. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, now, let's go. Well, let me just finish verse, verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by what? His life. That is his resurrection. So, not just saved from sin, from past sins, but wrath in the future from judgment that will fall upon sinners that will not touch us because of his resurrection. Number eight, number eight is Romans eight. Let's go to Romans eight, please. Mm -hmm. And let's look at verse 33 and 34. Please, Lucas, go ahead. Yes, 33 and 34 of Romans eight. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? So through the, re the resurrection of the Lord, we have an ever-living high priest. Amen. The priesthood of Jesus would mean nothing without his resurrection. Would not be effective without his resurrection. He's at God's right hand, making intercession for you and for me because of his resurrection, that we might be saved to the uttermost because of his resurrection, unto completeness because of his resurrection. Can we quickly go to Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25? These are all amazing scriptures about the results of the resurrection. It says, Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth. Resurrection. Mm -hmm. To make intercession for them. Without the resurrection, there is no intercession. Look at 1 John 2. 1 John 2. You want to read that for me, please? Yes, sir. And look, look at uh, verse 1 of 1 John 2. Mm -hmm. 
My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now this says, without the resurrection, we will have no advocate with the Father. Mm. The resurrection is the key to our forgiveness, sanctification, and glorification in the Lord. Without it, there is none. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, how is it you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen either. And if Christ is not risen, we of all people are most miserable. Our faith is vain. Our message is a lie. But Christ is risen from the dead. And because he is truly risen from the dead, we will be raised from the dead, for he is the first fruit, meaning there's other fruit that will follow in resurrection, the church. I believe God has given the world the Shroud of Turim, to show them that Jesus rose from the dead. It's intriguing when you listen and watch this. It's like Thomas of old, you know, show me proof. There's a lot of people out there want proof. We don't need it because we have, we have the Bible. Mm-hmm. We have the assurance of the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't need a shroud to convince me. Even though I've, I've gone to Torino, to Torino, I've seen the shroud with my own eyes. I taped it on camera. Jeff Pittman, who was helping us, said he was there. You saw it yourself, didn't you, Jeff? Yes, sir. Yep. But we don't need that. Today, the world needs it. The resurrection is a fact, a reality, truth. Everything else is a lie. That is truth. Jesus lives He rose from the dead. And because he rose, we have a high priest. Look at the ninth result of the resurrection. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, please. Ephesians 1, Lucas, let's read verse 18 through 20, please. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So through the resurrection, Mm -hmm. we have proof of the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us. Without the resurrection, there is no power working in our life today to transform us, to change us, to deliver us. You ask God to deliver you from bondage, it's his resurrection that brings that freedom to you. You ask God to answer your prayer, it's the resurrection that brings answers to prayer. It's all the result of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the 10th result. And that is 1 Thessalonians 4.14 and 2 Corinthians 4.14. So let's read 
First Thessalonians 4.14, please. And then we're going to read First Corinthians 4.14. So you read First Thessalonians sir. 4.14, and I will read for them Second Corinthians 4.14. So go ahead, please. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now look at what it says in 2 Corinthians 4.14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. This is so powerful because the resurrection of the Lord guarantees our resurrection. Our own physical, glorious resurrection is guaranteed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let's look at number 11, Acts 13, the 11th reason, or result, I should say. Acts 13, 32 and 33. Can you please read that for me? sir? And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it, all, at, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So the resurrection of the Lord is the fulfillment of the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what was that promise? The answer is given to us in Acts 3.25. Can we go to Acts 3.25? Yes, sir. And, and in fact, read also uh, verse 26. So yes, the promise made to the fathers, now uh, it says in Acts 13, 32, 33, that the resurrection of the Lord is the fulfillment of the promise made to the fathers. What was that promise? All right, Acts 3 and verse 25, please. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Yeah. Unto you, first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. So to Abraham, the promise in Genesis 22 verse 18 says this, the promise was fulfilled by the resurrection. In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed through the gospel. But that happened because of what? The resurrection. In Genesis 26 and verse 4, the promise made to Isaac, and I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto, unto thy seed all these countries. In thy seed shall all the nations of the, of the earth be blessed. That happened because of the resurrection. In Galatians 3 and verse 16, the, it is the resurrection that fulfilled this promise. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not to seeds as of many, but as of one, to thy seed, which is Christ. And finally, number 12, Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, because of the resurrection, this took place. And let's read, please, Ephesians. Ephesians 1 and verse 23, please. 
Lucas, uh, sorry, verse 17 through 23, yes, if you will, thank you. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Oh, hallelujah! The Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Impossible without the resurrection. He could, he, he could not have done anything like this for us. Yeah. Look at verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened by the resurrection, that you may know what is the hope of his calling by the resurrection, that the riches of the glory of his in, in, inheritance in the saints only by the resurrection. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, only by the resurrection. And if you read to the end of the chapter, look what, what it says, please. Far above what? All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. The resurrection brought that about. Mm -hmm. How about verse 22? And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in so all. So because of the resurrection, the Lord has all power. Amen. Now, I have given you seven, uh, sorry, 12 results of why Jesus rose from the dead. The day will come you will share in his resurrection. Amen. Stay steadfast in the faith. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We fight this flesh, this rebellious flesh that every so often fights us. We must subdue it with all force. Bring it under subjection with all force dependent on the power at work in us. I hate this old flesh. I hate this carnal flesh. O wretched man that I am, like Paul wrote, who shall deliver me from this body of death and destruction? But because Jesus died and rose, one day we will all be free from this. We will receive a brand new body without the corrupt nature inside of it that loves the world. But we hate the world. We hate the sins in the world. We hate our very sins. You know how you know you're, you are saved? By hating the world and hating the sins in the world and hating your own sins. That's proof of your salvation. Mm. It shows there's a life alive in you, the life of Jesus. Lord, bless them, equip them, build them up, strengthen them in you, establish them in your word and establish your word in them. We give you all the glory, Lord, all the honor and majesty and praise. God's people said amen. It's time to give now. It's time to give to the Lord's work. Without giving, there is no living. Without giving, there's no receiving. Without sowing, there is no reaping. God Almighty gave us his promise that when we give, we will reap. We will receive. 
When I go to a store and I buy something from the store, I exchange money for what I'm looking for. But then I have to go back and buy it again, whether it's food or clothing or whatever. When I give God my money, it turns into a seed. He takes that seed and multiplies it in his hand and gives it back to you and me. Nobody does that for us here. You take money to the store, they take it from you, and you get food, clothing, or other things, and then you need more of it later. But what a mighty God we have that we, we give him our seed, large or small, and he blesses it. The only reason God wants it is so he might bless it. Give him your seed today that he might bless it. He can't bless it till you give it to him. He can't multiply until you put it in his hand. We don't give to receive something from God. We give that he might bless it. And when he gives it back to us, it's blessed with favor, multiplication, abundance. And now it comes back. And our needs are met. And we have much left over because of God's abundant blessing. And when we give cheerfully, he blesses it even more. Because he gives bountifully when we give cheerfully. You know, when people give sparingly, there's no cheerfulness. Because they hold back to the rest. Bountifully doesn't mean more money. It means more faith. Mm. It's more joy. It's more cheer with that gift. Jesus talked about the woman who, who gave her last penny, but cheer and faith was in her hand. And God blessed her back. It's not about amount. It's about faith. It's about faith. Today, give with faith. Give with cheer and joy. Watch what God will do with that. So we give not to receive. That comes still. We give that God might touch it and bless it. So God says, give it to me so I can bless it for you. Give it back to you blessed. Because without the blessings of God, that money will die. It'll fizzle out. You'll lose it with holes in your pocket. So why lose it with holes in your pocket? Give it to God so the holes would disappear. Did he say that in Malachi's? Did he say that in the scriptures? Mm. And they gave with holes in their pockets. No, he'll protect the seed we sow. When we give it to him to bless, do it now and watch what God will do with you. So go ahead and give. The information is on the screen for you. Just follow the information on the screen for you. Lord, bless them. Lord, prosper them. Lord, multiply the seed they sow today in faith in you. In Jesus' wonderful name. Give you all the praise. We give to the Lord, not to organizations, not to men, not to be recognized, not to be noticed, not to be honored by men. We give 
to be honored by God, we give it to the Lord himself. Do it now. All right. God love you. I'll see you again. Benningham Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory because now it can go to every nation on earth in every language on earth because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.